Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are doing things a little bit differently. I decided that at the beginning of the month, we are going to have a special segment that's just looking at the transits for the month so that we get a clear overview. Something that I do for myself is I, at the beginning of the month, I'm looking forward, I'm looking at what transits are going to be happening, and I thought it would be helpful if I shared those transits with you all. Of course, we are still going to have the new and full moon forecast. As always, we'll just dive in a little bit deeper and get a little bit more specific on those segments. So all of that to say, yes, we do have a new moon coming up uh, a little bit over a week. And so I will do the new moon forecast next Friday, which will be about two days before the new moon. You guys know I like to give you a little bit more of an advance on that. But again, I think that this is going to be worth it. I think this is going to be helpful. So hopefully it's helpful. If it is, let me know. Um, so this is going to be our new routine. At the beginning of the month, we're going to look at everything going on so that we have everything organized <laughs> and concise because, again, that's what I like in my life. This is what we'll make the podcast about. So before we get started, I want to remind you all that if you want to learn Vedic astrology, if you're studying and you're listening to different podcasts and watching different videos and trying to learn, I offer group classes on my Patreon account. I've been doing this for the last several months. It's been really fun. It may be... I mean, it may be over half a year. We've been doing it for a while. We have group classes. People get together. We sit down, talk about astrology. There are three different labs to choose from. There's a beginner lab that I teach once a month and then two seasoned labs. But again, they're through Patreon. I also offer things like tarot readings, recorded classes, and weekly horoscopes where I talk about how all of these transits are going to impact your specific rising sign and moon sign. So if any of this sounds fun or exciting, checking out Patreon may be worth it. Again, it's really fun. It's a little community. And we even have a group meet on the first Friday of the month for the patron social where we get to just hang out and talk about astrology. So if any of that sounds fun, I would love to meet you. So getting into this month of August and what we should be looking out for. So at the beginning of the month on August 2nd, the sun is going to oppose Saturn exactly. And so the sun and Saturn are going to be opposing at 16 degrees of Cancer. And this is what I was talking to you guys about on one of the forecasts, that this opposition can bring issues with authority. It can bring issues with our own inner authority, make us doubt our own inner strength. It can give us issues with the authority around us, issues with the government, maybe even issues with our father. Why am I saying all of this? It's because the sun represents our father, our gurus, our teachers, authority, the government, and Saturn causes issues. Saturn can bring restrictions. Saturn can bring delays. It is a hard aspect. And so when Saturn and the sun are completely opposing like this, it certainly does bring stress. And so we are going to continue to see some of these stressful events occur. I mean, all around the world, we've seen people rioting, protesting, having issues with authority. I think that we will continue to see that. And in our own lives, we need to be very careful. We need to be mindful of power struggles, having power struggles with our teachers, clash of ego with our fathers or father figures. And so what's important right now is finding this balance between owning our own authenticity and staying connected to what is true for ourselves while still leaving room to be humble and still leaving room to be influenced, right? There, there's a difference between 
having our own inner authority and staying connected to it and being able to be flexible and then staying connected to our inner authority so much that we become closed off to the outer world and the opinion of the outer world. We don't want to do that either. We want to stay in this balance between staying connected to our truth, doing what we know is best for ourselves, and being open to the ideas and opinions of others and understanding that we don't know everything, right? Sometimes if the sun is super strong, we can feel like we know everything. We can feel like we don't need any correction. If the sun is super weak, we don't think that we know anything. We think that we need everyone to make all of the decisions for us. So we need to find this even ground. And right now with this aspect of Saturn, it may make this kind of difficult. The other thing I wanted to talk about is that Saturn is our boundaries, you know, and I think that it is a really wonderful time to look at our boundaries. You know, we may need to implement some tough love to people because of the nakshatra that the sun is going to be in. There is this element of being nurturing. And so what boundaries do we need to uphold to nurture and take care of ourselves, even if it seems like a hard boundary because of Saturn? Okay. And the thing about boundaries is when we uphold our own boundaries, when we implement a boundary for ourselves, and we uphold it, it doesn't just help us build trust with other people. It helps us build trust with ourselves. It's a beautiful thing. When we can implement a boundary and uphold it for ourselves, it gives us trust and faith in ourselves to take care of us, which is sometimes something other people struggle with. You know, it's like if someone else isn't going to take care of us, if someone else isn't going to appreciate and take care of us, we need to appreciate and take care of us, right? So it's one of these opportunities to flex our own boundaries and do what we need to do to keep ourselves safe and to keep ourselves trusting ourselves. And when we implement these boundaries, it gives us an opportunity to see who is going to uphold it, who in our life is going to appreciate it, who is going to respect us, who's going to hear that boundary and say, you know what, I care about you. I love you. I'm going to uphold this boundary because I want to make you feel safe. It gives everyone an opportunity to build trust. Okay, so that's the other thing that I wanted to discuss with this aspect. On August 8th, we are going to have our new moon. And so I will do a new moon forecast, especially for this new moon in the sign of Cancer in the nakshatra of Ashlesha. But what we can talk about now is that August 8th is always a time. <laughs> August 8th is not always a time. The new moon is always a time of setting intentions. Right When the moon is dark, it's like a little seed in the sky. And as we set our intention, we're giving an opportunity for it to grow as the moon begins to wax, as the moon fills with light. So put that on your calendar. Know that August 8th is going to be a time of setting intentions. And just to give a little preview, the nakshatra of Ashlesha, again, it's in the sign of Cancer. We're going to break the sign of Cancer down even more specifically to get its nakshatra. Ashlesha is a nakshatra that can do so much good. It's associated to healing. When we see the medical rod with the two serpents climbing up that medical rod, there is an association to Ashlesha. And so there is so much to do with being medicinal, being healing, being able to transform. And it's also associated to a lot of destruction and a lot of poison. So it carries this very interesting dichotomy. And something that I like to think about with Ashlesha, with these types of nakshatras that have this vast dichotomy between good and not so good, is that when we're out in nature, we may pick up an herb and 
in moderation, if we take, you know, two little leaves of the herb and we steep it and we drink it, it could be wildly medicinal. We could take that same herb in excess and it could kill us. So this is the type of thing we want to think about with this new moon. What in our life could potentially be medicinal, but the way that we're using it is not healthy. You know, anything in excess can turn into poison. So where can we implement moderation? What can we do to create more balance and more harmony? And again, you and I are going to deep dive into this for next week whenever we do the new moon forecast. So something that is definitely notable and that we don't see super often is that this month we are going to see Mercury move through three different signs. We do not see this very often. At the very beginning of the month of August, Mercury is going to be in the sign of Cancer. Between August 8th and August 26th, Mercury is going to be in Leo. And then on August 26th, Mercury will move into Virgo where it's exalted. And again, Mercury will be in Virgo between August 26th until September 22nd. So focusing on Mercury and Leo, first of all, while Mercury is moving so quickly and kind of speeding through the zodiac, it kind of amplifies these mercurial qualities. And Mercury governs communication, advertisement, being chatty, again, like literally our conversations, it represents our cognitive processing, writing, sending mail, travel, anything that we're doing on the computer, it represents organization. And so as Mercury is moving this quickly, it's an excellent time to engage in our mercurial pursuits. So if you've been wanting to write something, if you've been wanting to communicate something, sending an email, sending a letter that you've been wanting to send, I need to renew my passport, I'm going to renew my passport, if you've been wanting to organize things or create new files on your computer or back anything up on the hard drive, if you've been wanting to have conversation, go out and have intellectual stimulation, now is a particularly auspicious time for this, especially when Mercury is in Leo between August 8th and 26th, I will say. That's a particularly nice time to indulge in good conversation. And again, all of these other mercurial things. So speech, technology, communication, mail, travel, whatever it is for you, um, definitely take advantage of this highly mercurial time. Mercury is a lot of fun. Mercury is really witty. So it's kind of just like a nice time to have fun. The other thing that I want to say is that if you have anyone in your life who is a Gemini moon or a Gemini rising, Virgo moon, Virgo rising, if you yourself are one of these signs, you may be zooming around a little bit quicker than usual. You may be overthinking things. You may be a little bit more analytical, maybe even a little bit more organized. So enjoy the productivity. Definitely allow yourself to get things done. Just take things in, in stride. Try not to get too carried away. I did want to say that once Mercury moves into Virgo on August 26th, where it will stay until September 22nd, Mercury's exalted. Mercury is super powerful. So these areas of our life, um, again, it's going to be amplified. But one of the last things I'll say about Mercury is that before August 8th, it is feeling some strain because this is when Mercury is Gandanta. So Mercury is going to be Gandanta between the 7th and the 10th, August 7th through August 10th. And so communications may be strained. They may be difficult. You may be prone to conflict. You may be prone to misspeaking. Be mindful with your emails. Double check them. If you're handing in any projects, make sure you're proofing them. Communications, technology, mail, 
all these things that we discussed may actually be more challenging. I don't recommend flying. You know, if you can avoid flying 7th through the 10th, I would definitely recommend it. Um, all of these other things, you know, after after the 8th, we're in the clear. I think that things are definitely going to pick up and be more auspicious. But I wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. So on August 10th, Mars is going to square K2 at 13 degrees. And so Mars is how we handle conflict. It's how we handle our aggression. It's how we handle again confrontation and it's also our motivation and our willpower and our ability to move through obstacles our ability to fight but overall mars is hot and it's fiery k2 is said to be most relatable to mars k2 acts like mars in many ways it can be explosive it can be hot it can be fiery so when we have this hard aspect between mars and k2 this can certainly bring heated times, literally and figuratively. I think that the atmosphere can be hot. And I also think that we may be prone to more aggression, to conflict, you know, even in our house, like with our roommates or our friends or our partners, there may just be more tension and more pushback. So really try to diffuse the situation. Try not to indulge in conflict and also don't take any risks. You know, I wouldn't recommend doing anything risky. If you're like a skydiver or a rock climber or do one of these high risk activities, maybe lay off around August 10th, you know, maybe just trying to wait. In addition to that, make sure that you have your little portable fans handy, drink a lot of water, stay hydrated, and be mindful of our furry friends. If you have some pets, make sure that you um, are in a position where you can bring them inside if it gets too hot because we might continue to see this ridiculous heat grow. Between August 11th and September 6th, Venus is going to be in the sign of Virgo. And so when Venus is in Virgo, it's technically debilitated. Okay, when Venus moves into Virgo, it's debilitated. Venus is beauty and luxury, and it likes to see the optimism in things. It likes to see the glass half full. It likes to see things through rose-colored glasses. You know, Venus is so romantic. It loves luxury. It loves to fantasize. Virgo likes the reality. Virgo is very practical. Virgo wants to organize things, keep things structured. It wants to know what to expect. It's incredibly analytical. So when Venus moves into Virgo, it feels rather restricted. Okay, it's going to feel restricted. It's going to feel lackluster. And Virgo is going to really want Venus to see the reality of things. It's going to want Venus to be practical. It's going to want Venus to ground down and stop living in the ethers of romance and fun. It's going to be like, look, this is the reality. These are the things that we need to do. These are the things that we need to get done. And so I don't really see that as a bad thing. You know, I think that it's an excellent reminder to be realistic in relationship and to remember that nobody is perfect. Everyone is going to make mistakes. Everyone is going to do something annoying sometimes. We are going to do annoying things sometimes, and we are also not perfect. So I think it's a great opportunity, again, to remember that being a human is really difficult. I mean, really, truly, you know? I mean, the majority of us were raised by people who had their own stuff and their own issues that they needed to work out. So we were raised with a whole host of other people's issues, and then we developed our own issues, and then we're trying to be taught by people who have issues. There are no perfect people. 
right? We're just doing the best that we can. And so I think that this transit is an excellent opportunity to remember the imperfections and try to find the perfection within the imperfections and to find love, appreciation, and compassion for people, even if they're not perfect all the time. And with that same message, finding that compassion and appreciation, love and acceptance for ourselves when we're not perfect and hold space for ourselves and remind ourselves that, hey, being a person is really hard. And this environment isn't perfect. So how could I possibly be perfect? You know, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be 110% all the time. You know, we don't always have to be productive. We don't always have to get everything right the first time. We can make mistakes. We can look stupid sometimes. You know, it's okay. It's okay to say the wrong thing. It's okay to accidentally say something rude. And then, you know, we apologize. We do the best we can. It's like this type of thing happens to everybody all the time. So holding that compassion for yourself and then also not beating other people up when they do it because it happens. Okay, that's what Venus and Virgo is all about. And it can, you know, it can bring some relationship issues. Rahu is also aspecting Venus. So we just want to be mindful of our relationships. We want to hold that compassion for other people and ourselves, of course. So the sun, let's see. And yeah, so Venus will be in Virgo from August 11th to September 6th. August 16th to September 16th, the sun is going to be in Leo. So happy birthday to all of our Leo suns. Please keep in mind, I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer. I use the Vedic sidereal system. So if you go outside with a star app and you hold it up to the sun, you will see that the sun between August 16th and September 16th is astronomically in the sign of Leo. If you want to see where your sun is placed and you haven't already, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then chart to calculate your Vedic birth chart. So again, happy birthday to all of our Leo suns. Another turn around the sun, another beautiful year to come. Blessings, blessings, blessings. So the sun in Leo, I think, is going to be a pretty big relief overall. The sun is no longer going to be aspected by Saturn, which is really nice. And the sun and Mars will be traveling together quite a bit, which is great for ambition and power and getting things done. However, there is a span of time when Mars is combust. And Mars loses some of its intelligence when it's combust. It loses its ability to focus. It loses its ability to channel anger and aggression in an appropriate way. It usually becomes overly aggressive and overly frustrated. And again, it, it can act out at times that are not super appropriate. And I do want to say that Mars is going to be in those sensitive degrees between August 17th to November 29th. So Mars is going to be combust for quite a bit of time. And we will all stay up to date on that as we continue to move throughout the months. We'll talk about how it may impact us. Okay. Um, but focusing on August for now and the sun being in Leo, again, it is a great time to push forward to get things done and to use this power and motivation and to allow yourself to stand out, allow yourself to shine. In the outer world, when we're looking at the world around us, I think authority figures, because again, the sun is authority. I think that they're also going to be feeling this boost of confidence and this boost of zest. And I think that they may make choices that upset people. I think that it's possible that they may be a little bit, I was about to say something that my mom used to say growing up. I was going to say too big for their britches. <laughs> 
I grew up in Texas. I was born in California. I grew up in Texas. This is what we see here. Um, but they may just make some grand gestures to try to flex and try to show their power, but it may rub people the wrong way. And again, there may be some ego clashes. And even in your workplace, you know, if you work in an office, if you're a co-owner with someone or you have a business partner, just be really mindful of this because there may be some of these continued power struggles or power trips, people really trying to prove themselves and trying to stand out. You know, I think that this feeling of um, that this transit with the sun in Leo, it's with Mars, it's being aspected by Jupiter. I feel like there will be this feeling of a grand purpose. You know, I think that it will give us this feeling of having like a stronger connection to destiny almost like there's something that you want to share with the world. And that is awesome and amazing when we're doing it nonviolently, when we're not doing it in a way that's going to hurt or stomp on anyone else. So please do have that on your radar. We want to handle conflict gracefully. We don't want to have ego trips. Okay. On August 22nd, we're going to have the full moon in Aquarius in the Nakshatra of Danishta. And this is such an excellent time to have this full moon because Danishta is a Mars-ruled Nakshatra. And as I was saying, Mars is going to be kind of... Um, aggressive at this time. And so the full moon is always a time to release and let go. Danishta is also about rhythms. And so I feel that with this full moon, it's a time to release and let go of rhythms and patterns in our life that are obstructing us, that are keeping us from reaching that destiny, from reaching our highest potential, reaching that alignment with our destiny. You know, and because there's so much wrapped up around anger and aggression, I do think that this is an amazing opportunity to release and let go of past anger, past resentment, past frustration. Because when we're holding on to those things, we're actually staying tethered to those events and to those people, to those places. When we release them, when we set them free, we are setting free ourselves. When we're setting ourselves free, that's when we get closer to alignment with our destiny. 100%. And again, we will have a complete conversation on this before August 22nd when we do a full moon forecast. So these are the major transits for the month. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that you are feeling prepared for August. I feel a little bit more prepared myself. If you have any questions, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. I have opened up limited availability for readings. I stopped doing readings. I took it off or I marked on the website that I wasn't doing them anymore. And people started reaching out asking for readings. And they're like, is, you know, can I get a referral? What should I do? And so I decided to open up one day a week where I'm doing readings. It's a Tuesday. Um, I'm seeing four clients a day. So if you are interested, again, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then readings. And if none of those times work for you and you really want a reading, please email me because I do try to be available, especially if people are um, in a bind and needing some assistance. If you are interested in being coached with me, I do have an upcoming nine-month Vedic coaching program to learn more. Again, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then the Inner Knowing Vedic coaching program. I'm so excited. The intention of this program is to support you in building a life that feels authentic and full of meaning and clarity, utilizing Vedic practices of Vedic astrology, Ayurveda, and yogic philosophy. I've had so much fun building it, and I'm really excited to work with the people who have signed up. 
If you are interested in Patreon, it's patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. And I'd love to see you on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.